Lights, welcome back. It's, it's bittersweet endings, Murray. Yeah, it's the final week of. Uh, it's like it just started. It's the final week of Black Exploitation History Month. I've uh, just been thinking about all the Black Exploitation movies we've done. I've been thinking about. I can't get the song of uh, I, I, Mr. Jonathan. I can't get that song out of my head. <laughs> well, Mr. We did Jonathan. Last year. Oh, we yeah. did it last year. I can't. Get, yeah, go look into that. Look into that, people. What happens, by the way? Well, every weekend you come over, my furnace stops working. I just try to start it. It stops. What happens when you come in here when my furnace is like, nah, yeah. fuck you? I don't know. Get a haunted furnace. It's a, it's a ghost of Richard G- uh, Robert Ginty that you hung up in there. <laughs> you cursed yourself. Did we post that for everyone to know? Yeah, we put, and put by a picture. We, I mean you. Yeah, I put a picture of you holding the picture. But did you put it where it's posted? I don't know. I, I'll do that later. Because Murray gives me this cursed photo of Robert Ginty. <laughs> autographed. Wait, oh, Duke DePaul, I think it was, or Peter, or some, like, somebody else. Right. And, and and so, of course, I had to put in the most appropriate spot in my house, like this weird fucking corner where my furnace exists, in the middle of my house, next to my bedroom. So it's like I'm sleeping in a furnace room. Uh, like the like human, Freddy Krueger, yeah. Like the human trash that I am. Yeah. And... For whatever reason, Mike Furnace has been more and more cursed every year. And every Saturday, you come over, and that we, fucking I, furnace I stops guess we working. Stop doing the podcast, and we're just we're gonna have to. I mean, well, I mean, I guess it's not it's not too bad right now. But we're gonna have to turn the oven back on. We're gonna have to get gonna have to get the loaves of bread back out. Like this is fucked, man. Do the loaves of bread help the heat? Is that is well? That- it's it's kind of like uh, uh, baking two breads with one stone. No, that doesn't work at all. Killing two birds with one stone where I need to warm up my house, but I also enjoy bread. So it's like giving purpose for the oven being on so much. Okay. Murray, we got other things to celebrate, though. We're winners. We're the this. Detroit Rams are winners. City of champions. City Detroit. of champions. We held the biggest parade around here. Matthew Stafford did not show up. I guarantee you more people in Detroit care than L.A. Probably. Yeah. I think that's an incredibly accurate statement. Yeah. I mean, we made Detroit Rams t-shirts for fuck's sake. Yeah, that's real. We're not making a joke like, about that. If you've ever wondered that's about the desperation are. of yeah. the Midwest. Well, just Detroit football in general. I think, okay, look, I mean, you're right, but I mean, you could spread that across a lot of the Midwest. Cincinnati's probably feeling pretty yeah, shitty. Yeah, I feel Because guess they... what? It's going to be another 20 years before they make it to a Super Bowl. Yeah. I'm sorry, Joe Burrow seems like a sweet kid. No, you're not making it back there, dude. 
That's it. Where's yeah, your chance? And then you got Cleveland. And then you got even at I nobody has had more heartbreaking losses than the Detroit Lions have. That's the thing. It isn't just we get our ass kicked. We get our ass kicked in the most heartbreaking way every single game. Right, right. And we have, like, household names that went through our system where it's like, how did these guys lose? We just do. We yeah. find a way. We, uh, we go to Robert Ginty. It's so cl- see you're bringing it back to Ginty. This is what makes us the tippy top podcast investigative action journalists of all time. But what people really are sitting on their edge of their seats about Griff is how much money did you make on the Super Bowl? Murray, you know I want to talk about this because right. I am a gambling expert, and I said last week Gambit Matt system. Stafford. He's going to throw two interceptions, and if he gets that third one, we're talking about a Bengals championship. That's Matt. called a Stafford hat trick. It is. It stat really trick. is. A stat trick. Yeah. He threw two interceptions, and I said one of them is going to be an ugly tip-up from one of his receivers. Ugly tip-up right to a Bengal defensive back. So I was like, oh, shit. My predictions are all coming true. Nostra Griff, miss. No, that Griff Nodamus. Griff Nodamus. Griff Nodamus. Okay, I don't like what you did there with that last one. You really yeah, emphasized yeah. the latter part instead of the former. This is you know, tomato, tomato. That's how you pronounce it. So, Murray, how many bets do you think I made? Twenty-three. Close. I wanted to, but the website was kind of slow, so I missed out on a couple of them. And I actually made one twice because of how slow it was. But I hit on that bet, and that ended up helping me out. I made 14 bets. Okay. I started out on a fucking hot streak. I hit my first three bets. That's how it always happens. It it is. I was up $70 right from the touchback that started the game. I didn't get to bet on the coin flip. I wanted to. But some of the more interesting bets I made, I I said there was going to be a two-point conversion. I bet on the t- on a touchback to start the game. I pat- did you bet that somebody of uh, the place kicker was going to bobble the ball? No, I did not. Okay. But I did bet on a two point conversion. So if he would have, if they would have ended up, when I saw that, that happen, I was like, "Oh, the lion curse has followed Matt Stafford. They're going to lose by a point." That's what I thought. But no. Yeah, I don't know if I ever doubted that the uh, Rams weren't going to win that game. It was close. It was really close, but I. I don't know. There's something about the way the Bengals were moving the ball. I was like, yeah, it's just not going to happen. But then Odell Beckham Jr., two times now, I've made a bet on a res- uh, I did a running back. You bet that his knee would explode. <laughs> Hold on here. Yeah. I bet twice on once was a Green Bay running back having 10 carries. First quarter, he left. the He, he had in the first quarter eight carries. So I was like, this is a guaranteed bet. I nailed it. That guy got injured. You were there for that bet, actually. That was a couple weeks ago. This week, I said Odell Beckham's going to get six catches because they're going to be covering Cooper Cup. He got injured and didn't come back to the game. So two times now I've made this bet of carries and receptions, and the people have gotten injured. So what everybody really wants to know is how much money did you make in total? Thanks to an error on their half, I went eight and six on my bets. My final two wins were on the same bet that I put in once, but they put in twice for me. And that was Jamar Chase finishing under 115 receiving yards in the game. So I you ended went up 50 50. Really? So I, I basically went 50 50, yeah. but instead I ended up above $50. So 
I made a cool fifty dollars off the Super Bowl. <laughs> so there you go, people. Sports talk. Sports talk. G&G. Well, the Detroit basketball Pistons made the hugest trade. They got some guy named Jeff Bagwell, who I thought was a wrestler and a baseball player. It's Marcus Bagwell. Oh, it's Marcus. Yeah. Superfly Griff. I got a great story to tell you before we get into Superfly. Is it a story or an anecdote? It's a story. It's something that happened to me on the way right to here today. Anecdotes happen to people. <sighs> okay. Um, so I'm driving here, and I'm driving down my sister's street. And, all right, so my sister, on one side, she's got the drug house. Okay. And the other side, it's the house where they breed and train fighting dogs. Oh, God. So, yeah, this is this is Detroit, people. Well, Pontiac, technically. So, all right, we had snow recently. So the roads are... We never plow in the neighborhoods where I live, so it's it's a slippery road. So the drug house, there's somebody parked legally on the left side of the road, and there's these fucking morons who are parking illegally right across from that car on the right side. So there's just one lane now. Oh, shit. And we've been trying to plow and everything, right? Is that part of the illegal equation? I'm no, sorry. you're just never. You're not because you're blocking the fucking street. If you're you're parking on both sides of the street, right? Right. You're you're creating one lane. We're talking narrow streets. But here. these mother, these are fucking crackheads, so they just don't give a shit. So they just park on the illegal side. And there's signs that say all along that side. Would you no say parking. that we do need more Karens in the world just because they report people like that? Well, my sister is a Karen, so she takes care of that. Karen of that. <laughs> anyway, so they're these fucking pieces of shit milling about. In the middle of the road between these cars. Okay. And I want I, I, I got to say, it was a very diverse group of low-life pieces of shit. We had our blacks. We had our whites. We had a Mexican dude. We had the one ugly, pasty white girl that you always see. <laughs> was she wearing a some, like pajama pants that say like maybe pink on the bottom or juicy on the bottom? I don't know. I didn't get, didn't, look, look didn't get into okay. it. Because here's the story. So they're just milling about. I'm driving... like. If I slam on my brakes, I'm going to slide into you. It's slippery fucking road. Yeah. So I'm driving, and this one, the Mexican dude, like, just starts going right off, like, in front of me. I'm ready to be like, you motherfucker, get the fuck out of the road. I notice he's holding a gun. No. And he was on his side. He wasn't pointing it at me. But I was, yeah, like, yeah. I was like, yeah. I'm going to say shit. And then he, he, I guess he finally recognizes there's a car coming, and then he gets off the road, and then I just drive through. Jesus. But it's like, yeah, you guys could have lost me. I could have, like, you know, when went off on this guy, and then he just unloads his gun, and then what are you going to do with your fucking Wednesday nights? Right. Oh, my God. It's my life, people. That's I'm not making this up. This is, <laughs> this, is the, this is the shit I've had to deal with my whole life. This is a very American it. occurrence. Back, yeah. back in the days when I was living in those uh, suburbs and everything, people, there's some people who are just so proud of their guns. They want to wear them out. They want to... They they need that authoritative, you know. They want to be in the old west, and we don't even have westerns that much anymore. Three Ten to Yuma, I think, was the last one. We had True Grit as well, a reboot. Go figure. We rebooted. Three Ten to Yuma was a reboot. Was it? Yeah. Of course it was. We can't even make new westerns. We can't make new anything in America anymore. It's our problem. That is our problem. We're outsourcing everything, and now we're outsourcing our our movies to the past. Yeah. Is that a, is that a thing? Did I just make that? We're outsourcing our movies to the past. Yeah, that's what's happening. We're pretty uh, creative here. But life on the streets. Perfect segue into Superfluss. Because this guy wants to get off the streets. Yeah. Okay. When you think about Superfluss, I think, 
you think of three things. The name Superfly. Okay. It stands out. If you're especially if you're some corny white guy, you're like Superfly. What does that mean? Okay. The car. Everybody remembers the Cadillac Eldorado with the Rolls Royce grill and the gigantic flood lamps. On I the remember front. the flood lamps. And three, the Curtis Mayfield soundtrack. I believe. Can you help me out, Curtis Mayfield? What else? What was he involved with, or was he just a he's solo a, guy? He's a solo guy. What? What were? Some I know of he his was in on the Ink Spots. I think as a group. Because his name's so familiar, and yet at the same time, I don't well, remember. because of the soundtrack. This is a very big soundtrack. I think this is the, probably the best fucking black exploitation soundtrack of all time. And that's inc- With all due respect, Isaac Hayes and, and James and, Brown. And James Brown. Come on. We've had so many fucking good soundtracks this month, yeah. and Superfly is your number one. I would, yeah, I would say. Um, Before we go any further, what's our favorite pimp of this month? Because they've all been not exclusively pimps, but... Who's our pimp of the month? Well, my favorite is Goldie because he's he won the Mac of the Year. He did win Mac I mean, of the Year, and he did that beautiful speech you heard on last week's episode. Except for the racists who didn't go and download it. Yeah, if should I, we do that? Should we call everybody who didn't yeah, download and, it a racist? To, to, to paraphrase Chef Foxworthy, if you don't listen to Black Exploitation History Month, you might be a racist. <laughs> I'm re- I'm really disappointed in you. Like, we can't just give you a fucking martial arts movie every week, people. Come on, expand your is, mind. There's almost always some element we were, of we were, martial arts in these movies. We're too. teaching people, especially this movie. We're teaching people about the streets this month. This, this was a very serious month, yeah. even though we made it entertaining. So that's what we do. Yeah, but I, this was a very somber month. I will say. No mamas died in Superfly. This is true. This is the yeah. first movie we've had this month where a mama didn't die. Yeah, so that's good. We're, we're giving you a dose of reality this year. It, it was a big dose of reality, and maybe that's why people are staying away. It's because it's like, life fucking sucks. So, yeah. I mean, come could, on. Well, then it could be worse. You could be living the life of these characters we're talking about. Exactly. And they, they're, they're going from the pinnacle to the pit, to quote a band I know named Ghost. Yeah. yeah. So... I believe that if, uh, and I've said this, this I, I say this about the one of my, my my favorite Schwarzenegger movie, Conan and the Barbarian. The soundtrack elevates the movie. I believe this soundtrack elevates this movie because I think if this if it was just a generic soundtrack, I think most people wouldn't really give a shit about Superfly. Oh, it's very, it's not a bad movie. It's not a bad movie, but it is a sparse movie. Very sparse. The the uh, script was forty five pages. And average uh, script is 100 to 120 pages. Okay. And so, yeah, they, they kind of got a half they and half They padded there. the fuck out of this movie. Right. And a lot of that padding was thanks to Curtis Mayfield yeah. and his beautiful soundtrack and just being able to work with that. That's why we opened with the entire soundtrack for this episode, because this episode's going to be pretty quick. We're going to do a tippy-dap later that's going to be twice as long as this episode. Exactly. A tippy-tap so, yeah. you'll hear eventually. <laughs> yeah, a couple weeks. Yeah. So that's going to be exciting. Just look forward to that. I'm excited, and I haven't done it yet. Uh, Yeah, exactly. So Superfly, it's we're we're back to the pushers. We did. We went from pimp to pusher to pimp, finally to pusher again. Pusher Mm. man, pusher man. Get your weed, your cocaine. That's a song. Everybody, Curtis Mayfield just sung it in that in that 45 minute opening soundtrack. (laughs) It's probably my favorite song on the soundtrack. Is that what we're opening with, or is are we I think we got to open with Superfly. I think we have to open with Superfly. Okay, maybe we'll but, close out with Push a Man. Yeah, we can it depends that. on how long we go. Maybe yeah. who knows what will happen. <laughs> there, there, there was a, we don't because we never planned. There was a uh, cross apparatus they used to snort coke, and I might go on a ninety-minute uh, tangent about that. Yeah, that was so. nice. 
You never know. My throat's already hurting, though, and we have a whole other fucking thing to do, so uh, this is bad. We're off to a bad start. Get your lozenges out. I got my lozenges on the fridge. I got to keep them up there because Milhouse will eat them otherwise. Just, just uh, you want a stick of butter. Just with that. Excuse me? Let it like, lubricate the vocal lubricate? cords. I, I do think I think I have some lard in my Got fridge. any peck jelly? That works. I... Just a little swab. One know. of my favorite conversations I've had recently was explaining our various uh, oil Vaseline-based products yeah, to bo- Kayla. It's called Body Sheen. To, uh, to, I was like, trying to explain that to Kayla. Uh, I'm like, working on a new one for pets. Oh, yeah. We've got... Pup, pup jelly. <laughs> I was like, yeah, we got peck jelly. We got goop goss. We've got she-sheen. <laughs> we got she-sheen. We've got pedia-sheen for children. <laughs> and I'm working on pup jelly. Next. Because I've noticed Ava's got this... My, my pimples have this broad chest, and I go, I can just make that pop so much better. It's a little sheen on there. So that's in the working. That's in the testing phases. Holy shit. I actually asked some of the, the people with the fighting dogs next to my sister, can I test <laughs> this product on your dogs? I'm going to test it on my dog. Oh, and of course, screen sheen for your your cellular <laughs> telephone. Yeah, we phones that look sexy. Too. Exactly. You got to lube that uh phone up there yeah. for you so you, uh, it's all it pop. You got to make those pixels pop. Yeah, make the and that's what pop. we're trying to do. We just invented three new products. <laughs> um I also got to say about this movie, Ron O'Neill. I love Ron O'Neill in this movie. Which oh, one is he? He's super fly. He's priest. Okay. Young blood priest. Priest, probably my favorite name of the month. Yeah. I really liked it. He's wearing a toupee in this movie. No, yeah. that was a toupee. He has hair, but it's very thin in the front. So okay. he's just wearing like the front piece. Because they did the receding, yeah. and so it felt very real. Yeah, well, usually, it's beautiful. It's amazing. He's got the fucking relaxer in his hair, so he's got this beautiful lion's mane of hair. Yeah, no, and then the big old fucking chops that come down. He's got that giant do, mustache. Do you realize why I have a mustache now? <laughs> Is that it? I, Ron O'Neill? After we saw fucking uh, Ron Will- uh, Oh, my God. Fred Williamson without a mustache, yeah. I was like, something's missing in my life. And it was the mustache. And then I saw fucking Ron O'Neill, and I was like, mm, I need it. Got to get it back. So I went and took it. Took that's it. how you live life. You go take the things you, you need. Grass the brass mustache. That's what this month has taught me. When you need a thing, you go take it. That's the only way you can get it. If you're waiting for someone to give it to you, you're going to be waiting forever. That's 100% correct. Should I go to the doctors? Is that something I should do? I haven't been in a while. For what? Huh? Is something wrong with you? I think so. Yeah, I think if something's wrong with you, you should go to the doctors. Go to the doctors, okay. What's wrong with you? Are we going to do an on-air diagnosis of me? Uh, we got nothing but time. We got a movie that's going to take us a half hour that's to get That's true. Through. Murray, I think I'm having like, uh, I think I've got like a pinched nerve or something that, that's, that's kind of going through like, my midsection, let's say, it's kind of going into a groin problem. Ooh, that and awful. it's it hasn't been fun. It's I a did. lingering pain that's been happening fun. for four or five months now. Yeah, it's, it's so. Yeah, you may want to look into that. What if I have ball cancer though? <laughs> well, do you examine your balls when you take a shower? You're supposed to do that. Yeah. How? How? Do you have any depth, lumps? Do you feel how any lumps? in depth do you have to get with that? Because I'm you like feel your ma- balls, and if there's they, we're just, look at this, we're giving people advice on testicular cancer. We're the new Tom Greens. Yeah, <laughs> except we got we all have our balls. I I don't know how in depth you have to get with the balls. I think you've got to feel your balls. If you feel an irregularity like a lump, then you got. Because I I start like 
when I first got the Did something pain, happen, or you just it just you just one day you just woke up with this nerve? Pain. I think it's because of you the, sleep on your dick, your balls, you sat on your balls. I think that's kind of it. It's like I think it's from like how I sleep or something. Someone's I, like, I just tuned in here, Superfly, and and, and instead you're listening. Yeah, well, Murray wanted yeah. to play doctor, so yeah, well, this is what we're doing. Brought it up. I'm worried about you. So anybody who needs to I'm heavily invest, you're like half the team. I am half. I can't the train team. another person. Literally half the team. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I've been meaning to do this, but I'm terrified of our American healthcare system and how to do this, and I don't know well, what to no, do. You, you shouldn't do that. I think you should get it looked into. God damn it! But no, nerve pain's the worst. I've I've had I've had sciatica many times in my life, and it's horrible. Yeah, I'm not excited about it, and I don't. My last doctor's experience was not a good one, so. I'm not encouraged. I'm not. I'm not enthused about this. But I'm gonna. So you're do saying it. you're getting pain in your balls, or just in your groin? No, it 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 like lingers through there. But that's just that's just, <laughs> that's just this. Linger. Can you put it linger in there for? <laughs> <laughs> no, no I can't. Um, <laughs> no, it, it's like a whole highway system of. Uh, uh, it's like goes down my left leg. And kind of up my butt cheek there, but that it sounds does, like sciatica. It does make a stop in my testicle, but I don't know if it's just I don't I've, know. I've never had ball pain, but sciatica is like in your ass, like your butt cheek pain. Okay, and in your leg. Okay, so you so might have that. That might be what. What it was? You might have because you were giving me shit about my herniated disc. You might have a herniated disc, and I know about it. That's and that's it's pressing really, on your sciatic nerve. That's really fucked up. I bought a I I bought a cushion just to make sure my orthopedics were in line. But the good thing is you can fix it with physical therapy. It, it helped me a lot. I do a lot of stretching. And that's usually when it feels its best is when I get a new good stretch in there. Well, that's what you need to keep doing. It'll go away. Yeah. So, anyways, Griff's going to see a doctor, and uh, apparently we're going to be doing you're, Superfly at some yeah, point. Yeah, you're going to be going to see uh, Superfly. I wish I wish I had uh, something to throw to. I don't know. This is the trailer for Superfly. Here, I'm your pusher. I'm your, <laughs> I'm your pimp. Mama, I'm your daddy. I'm that in the alley. I brother, when you need some cocaine, have some weed. You know me. Cocaine. I'm your friend, your main boy, thick and thin. I'm your trailer man. Just, just needed the like. <laughs> Carl Malone, you the ball, or John Stockton, you the ball. <clears throat> Wait, Mailman Malone was the assistant. No, it was it was John Stockton. Oh, not to get me confused with Wings Hauser's character, John Stockton, who was a lawyer. <laughs> This dude is bad, and he ain't just fly, he's super fly, yeah, super fly. When it comes to women, they come to him, but it's still not enough. He wants a big score, a million in cash, yeah, the big one. This is a chance, and I want to take it now, before I have to kill somebody. Before somebody ices me. What kind of money are we talking about? Uh, not much. I want his ass out working. Now that I took all this chance for nothing, and I go back to being nothing. 
work at some jive job for chump change day after day. Look, if that's all I'm supposed to do, then they're going to have to kill me because that ain't enough. Ain't I clean? Bad machine. Super cool. Super mean. Feeling good for the man. Super fly. Here I stand. Secret stash. Every bread. Baddest bitches in the bed. I'm your pusher man. Superfly Harlem dudes beat the system. He's got a plan to stick it to the man. He's super hood, super high, super dude, super fly. trailer right there it was super fly you know what i loved about last week's trailer 50 seconds long it's a nice trailer i imagine all modern trailers are nine minutes long nowadays yeah to cover the fact that it's a two and a half hour movie right. for something as simple as um the Ragman. i try to go into a d-list comic book character and Ragman came out that's a good d-lister thank you so, you know what I noticed? That all our movies, at least the ones we covered this month in uh, in New York, they're all filmed in the wintertime. That's a good point. And who knows? I mean, maybe even the Mac was filmed in the wintertime. Cold, hard month for cold, hard people. Right. I think. And we're in the death throes of the winter. I mean, we're getting hit with seven inches of snow one day and then 40 degrees the next day. Like, what yeah. the fuck is this? It's all global warming. Oh, is that what it's called? Yeah. I heard it doesn't exist. No, you heard wrong. So we open up right on the mean streets of Harlem. We get, we see these two crackheads are looking to score, and they, I was did the, the shoe shine guy get robbed because he looked like he was cool with it. I mean, I think he just understood. <laughs> He's like, there they go again. Yeah. So we have ten minutes of just these crackheads who aren't in the movie for the rest of the movie, just walking down the street. I've talked about it multiple times on this show where I don't know what to do with opening segments of movies because it's like, am I supposed to care about these characters? Should no. I take notes? Should I look up their names? Should I do all this work? I was doing... Well, the people who wrote the script didn't care about names because most of the characters in this movie have no names. Yes. No, like, there's five names in this movie. So I was looking up these crackheads. It's like, I need to know who these crackheads are. Clearly... They play a role in this movie, especially when they come back in a little while here. I was like, these characters mean something. They mean fucking nothing. No, they just filler characters. We needed so, 10 minutes. We listened to a, a Curtis Mayfield song while we're doing it. We're enjoying that. Yeah. But it's just literally them just walking down the street. And I looked it up for another eight minutes to figure out who the fuck they were. And I never did. And I hate it. And they're walking down the street. Yes. Then we cut to our, our hero, Ron O'Neill, priest, young blood priest. Oh, he just got done fucking some white bitch. Hair still looking perfect somehow. Must have been pretty per- tame. Perfectly quiet. Well, he had like a hair net thing going on. Oh, yeah. He's, oh, he's okay. protecting it. Okay. And uh, he's doing a little bump off his crucifix because he's priest. So he's, his thing is, I take a bump off my crucifix. This is good. It's got a little fucking like embezzlement in it for scooping. And yeah. it just gets him that perfect amount because he likes to, you know, you might hear about people microdosing like uh, LSD nowadays or psilocybin, yeah. as they call it. He microdoses cocaine. 
Yeah. Yeah. Just got to make sure you got a good. <laughs> and he's a good uh, guest host, whatever. He's just like, hey, you want to bump? And she's like, well, it depends on what else we're going to do. And he's just like, baby, I got a meeting to go to. Yeah, I like I like her enthusiasm. I feel this because she was like, are you going to be staying? No, I got to go. I got things to do. Well, you know what that stuff does to me. I need a fuck right afterwards. And I need you here for that. I need, I need that nice, warm, hard fucking dick of the priest. It's like, baby, I don't know what to say. Throws on his pimp suit out the door. Another 10 minutes of him just driving in his Cadillac Eldorado. Yeah. We're 15 minutes in the movie. One minute into our episode, everybody. We're finally ahead of the curve here. Yeah. So, yeah. Another Curtis Mayfield song. Credits. Superfly. And he gets to his apartment. And this is where we meet. It wasn't his apartment. He was doing a pickup. Oh, That's what he told... That's what he told... uh, Bitch one. I'm sorry. That's what she was. That's what she was listed in credits. Not to disrespect the white girl. Was that his white girl, Diane? No, Diane was Goldie's white girl. Cynthia is Priest's white girl. I'm mixing. I'm sorry. Well, they all look the same to you. All white bitches look the same to you. And so, okay, he's going to pick up some. I don't know what he pick up. Yeah, he had to go pick up drugs. Okay, so pick up money. I think it was pick up money. Okay, and he so he's walking up to the apartment, and then he gets jumped by these crackheads. The crackheads from the opening segment, and he they got like a fucking table leg and shit, and he handles them because we know he knows his katas. We learn that later. He handles one of them, but the other one, like a fucking crackhead on speed, he takes off running like grease lightning because he gets his money. Yeah. And Priest ain't going to take that shit. So we get another 10 minutes of just Priest chasing the guy. Yeah, and a nice, like, little fucking bongo solo the whole time. He does a great kick that you see in the Kung Fu Nintendo video game over a fence. He, like, karate kicks over it. Yeah, it was good. looked great. It did. Followed the crackhead into someone's apartment, and it was this flophouse one-bedroom apartment. Well, yeah, they both climb up the escape ladder, you know, because we're the fire escape and the staircase and everything, into a family who, very much like me and you, of course, because you're here as well, we're warming ourselves up in front of the oven. The whole family's huddled in the kitchen. They don't even react. They're so used to this. This is Tuesday. Crackhead runs, comes in from my window, and then vomits up oatmeal. (laughs) Starts vomiting oatmeal. Yeah. Priest doesn't have much sympathy for him, and he shouldn't because he got robbed him. Well, I mean, he starts kicking him in the stomach, like, get that oatmeal out. Uh, uh. It's like he's like doing a pimp, uh, like a drug dealer Heimlich on him. <laughs> and he's just puking oatmeal. All this, these people don't even have a bed. It's just a fuck. It's like, it's just a fucking sheet full of hay. It's like a fucking fitted sheet with hay under it. I mean, back in the, like the first summer that my family got air conditioning, we put up the sheets in our living room and then we put the air conditioner in our living room window and then... So the rest of the house was molten lava, and then our living room was actually, like, decent. And so there was plenty of days I pulled the sheets and just sleep under the fucking table because it was the only room where it was air-conditioned. Did you vomit oatmeal? Uh, a couple times, yeah. Okay. Well, I also used to eat it dry, and so it dry out my whole system, and I just vomit. That's why I have such a thing for dry everything, Murray. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, you do know. So now Priest, he goes to his place. He, he meets up with uh, Freddy and Dealer. This character had no name. Again, no name. And Dealer. I would, they're talking about this character like he does, like he's someone yeah. we're going to meet later. Yes, and he's in the room. He's sitting right next to and them. And that's how little he respects Freddy because Freddy's a fucking moron. Fat Freddy. Yeah. 
And so, like, Priest is pissed because Freddie's constantly fucking up the deals. He never has the money. And he's, like, talking to dealers. He's like, that Freddie motherfucker better get shit together. I'm fucking pissed off. I don't Where's my money, motherfucker? And I love this because it's perfectly shot. It, it is like when you, you're 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 the child going to see your doctor. We just talked about doctor visits, and they're talking about you. Yeah, Griff's got problems, you know. And you're sitting right there, like these motherfuckers talk about me. <laughs> That's yeah. how Freddie is. But he's yeah. sitting there, nice and silent, like right. a child. And then Priest goes to Freddie finally. So we're like, like you said, we're thinking Freddie's this other guy. No, this is Freddie here. It's like Freddie. Where's my fucking money? You know I'm good for a priest. You know, look, man. Oh shit, look, man. That just means that this is serious. If you don't get my motherfucking money, I'm gonna put your wife out on the street to make that money back. You can't put my wife on the street. She's beautiful. She's delicate. She's like a beautiful lotus flower. Then get my motherfucking money, Freddie. He's like, I'll do it. And he's like. You know what? Take care of that thing in New Jersey. I was telling you. Yeah, about. he goes into his cupboard. He moves. You know, he moves the peck jelly, the shishin, the pediatric gloss uh, out of the way. Pediatrician. Pediatrician. <laughs> out of the way. Uh, He's got them all. He's yeah. got them all. Yeah. Well, you yeah. Never know. And he pulls out a, his gun. He keeps it behind there, right. and he hands it to him. He says, "You know that job down in New Jersey? Apparently, everybody knows about the job down in Jersey." Well, yeah, we know about that job. All right. Take care of it. Meet me at Scatters later tonight. Another five minutes in is some walking. Yep, just strutting. It's a good strut. He's got to meet up with his boy, Eddie, his partner in crime. What we're about to learn is his partner in Has crime. Has every movie had a dice game in it? Yes, 100%. Okay. 100%. 100%. <laughs> yeah. 100%. This is another dice game. Eddie's on a roll. And this is one. We saw this in a movie last year. I don't remember which one. They were trying to fl- flame frame somebody, and he showed up to the dice game. Um, but yeah, this is Trouble like, Man, I think. Trouble Man, I believe it was. Yeah. Trouble Man, so good. Um, so it's like in a apartment complex and everything, and they just have this one apartment rented out to be their dice game. Yeah. Dice room. Yeah. And yeah, I remember. That was a very complicated dice game in Trouble Man. It was so that. complicated. Go listen to that. And so Eddie's on a roll. He's just like, seven, seven, seven. He's just like, and he's just, He's fleecing this guy. This guy's like, double or nothing. It's like, all right. That's yeah. what you want. Everybody. He, he, okay, you said fleecing this guy. There's eight other people there, and he's right. fleecing all of them. Right, but this guy's, like, really stupid. Eddie yeah. is rocking, by the way, like a nice craft macaroni and cheese type suit. It's that neon orange with, like, brown spots in it. It was not good. It was <laughs> ugly. It was very ugly. But he's winning. And Priest is like, Eddie... I got I got to talk to you about something. He's like, come on, let me play it. No, Eddie. I, and then the guy's like, hey, I want to win my money back, motherfucker. You white looking. And as soon as Priest hears that, he just backhands this motherfucker, kicks the shit out of him. Yeah, everybody. It's one of those. We've all been there where you see like a fight start to break out and you hear that first flesh on flesh. And it's nothing like you've ever heard in the movies because the movies always juice the fuck up. It's like, goosh. No, it's this audible, just like horrible noise. Ugh, it's like vomiting noise. I hate the sound of people actually getting punched. And this backhand, this is a gorilla movie, man. Yeah. And I mean that in the way of just they just shot shit. They just yeah. shot everything. They didn't. They didn't have a foley artist on staff. They didn't punch anything up. Yeah. They just punched faces for real. <laughs> And so they punch this guy's face, and it's just this jarring noise. And so, of yeah. course, everybody's going to quiet down and be like. Right. We'll get him next week. No big deal. 
So they take off to Eddie's place, and fucking priest. You think he owned this was his place? I recognize this. This is Griff One Hundred One. You, when you're comfortable with someone, Murray. When I go to your house, of course I go in your house and I go through your fridge and I'm like, Murray, where do you keep the where do you keep the turkey? I need to make myself one of these sandwiches you're always talking about. Where's the fucking Vinny's mayo at? Like, I that's what I do because you make me feel so welcome. And that's exactly what Priest does. He immediately is like, Is this Vinny's? It's like a half eaten sandwich, but it's a, when it's a Vinny's, you'll even eat a sandwich with bite marks in it. It doesn't matter. And he just chows down on it. Everybody knows Vinny's. Vinny only has so many sandwiches left in his life. So every every one of them, yeah. And he's like, "Look, man, there's a lot of look mans in this movie. There, there really is. I want out, Eddie. I want one big score, and I want out. And Eddie's trying to. Eddie's the only sensible guy in this movie. He knows where he stands in life, and he accepts it." Right. It's very interesting uh, that you bring that up because it's like two different people who look at like it's glass half empty and glass half full. Right. Okay. Yeah, I did that right. Eddie breaks it down for him. He's like, look, man. Look, man. He gives, he, he gives him a back of look, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Th- that's the only Dueling way. look, man. That's the only way you can reverse a look, man, is with another look, man, which is why I don't have look, man, just on one set of my ribs. I have it on the other set, too. But it's in reverse. So you can only see it in the mirror the right way. That's right. Yeah. And he's like, you got an 8-track stereo, 12-inch color TV in every room, Coke Anytime you want it, you're living the American dream. You're talking about getting a whole planetarium to convince your bitches that you are a god? You got it all. What do you want to give this shit up? He's like, I'm t- I want to live. I'm fucking 20 years old. I look like I'm 45. He does. <laughs> yeah, this is true. I got to Hus- get out. Like, look, he's like, and he comes back. Look, man. It's like dueling look, man. It is. It really is. That's a beautiful way to put he's it. He's just like. We got that 300 G's, don't yeah, we? Yeah, he's, he's, he's like, Eddie, I know you're the guy with our money. Just like you're the guy who translates all of our money or uh, inflates all of our money for us. Launders it, yeah. Launders it, yes, of course. You do some of that, too. Um, and so he's like, look, what do we got in the... Look, man, what do we got? <laughs> what do we got in the bank? Look, man, we got about 300 K. It's, it's they're both puffing their chests out with the look, mans. So he's like, 300 K? You know what we should do with that? Let's go. Let's go get so much fucking goddamn coke. The finest, big ass chunks of coke. You know, like the marbles, like the uh, glassy eye pearls and the and the stony eye joes. Let's go get those. And he's like, "What are you talking about? I'm talking about shooting marbles. Haven't you ever seen the little rascals?" And then Eddie's like, "Look, man, I don't know what you're talking about." He's like, "Well, look, man, this. <laughs> We're gonna invest all our three hundred. And we're going to turn it around and make a million in four months. Because we got our family is 50 strong right now, brother. We can do this shit. Eddie's like thinking about it. He's like, hmm. There's no fucking way. No one person is going to be able to get us that kind of merch. But but here's the thing about Eddie. Like I said, Eddie's the only grounded guy. He's like, because they broke it down. He's like, okay, so we have 300 grand, 150 each, obviously. Yeah. You're going to go through that. That's your Coke budget for a year. You're yeah. going to be broke. And, and let's be real. Priest is going to be broke. He's snorting coke nonstop through this movie. There's no way in hell he's going to turn his life around. Yeah, not to mention we saw his apartment earlier. I think that's where him and the white, uh, the the first white bitch. No, were. that was the white bitch's apartment. Oh, that was the white yeah. bitch's apartment. We yeah. have any? Do we ever get to see Priest's place? Yes, oh, we, we do. I, I think he, that was. His, I think when he was with Freddie, he was at his place. Freddie, 
Hmm. I don't remember this. We just talked about it five minutes ago. I don't remember that. Okay. We talked about that. I don't want to remember it. So he's so Eddie's kind of like, where are we going to get this fucking merch? He's like, scatter. Scatter's our fucking hookup. But Scatter told us the last time he sold us coke that it was he was out. But yeah. Because we're, we're soon to learn that Scatter, he's one of the protégés of Vinny. That's why he's wearing right. the Vinny outfit. That's why he's got his own restaurant now. He's not, oh, we'll get into that. He's not a protege. He's an innovator. He's an but innovator. We'll, we'll get into that. Later. Okay, excuse me. I read that wrong. So they're like, he's like, he's like, but I'm Scatter's boy. Like he, like, like he's almost like a practically, a, it's priest is practically a son to Scatter. He's like, I can talk him into it. Don't worry, Eddie. I got this. And Eddie's kind of reluctantly going along. He's like, fine, whatever. Cut to Freddie. This is the New York, New Jersey job. We see a guy, mafia type guy, getting in his car. Freddie's watching him. Follows him to Jersey. Hours later, by the way, we well, see the traffic. sun. We see, yeah, we see the sun up, and then by the time this scene's concluding, the sun is down. Right. I don't know where they ended up here, but we're Jersey. See- okay, yeah. Well, I know Jersey, but like he was like going. Bike. He was like going into. It was like under an underpass, but then he was like going into a secret door and shit. I don't know. <laughs> it, was a, it was a Hobbit house. I don't. know. It was dark the shit, or it was like maybe some. No, uh, it, was, it was very dry. What's his name? Get, Get Evens guy, Man, Manfred or whatever. Is, I can't. Normad. Normad's uh, like secret occult. I, I don't know because this scene's just a filler scene because Freddie he's got he's old school style. Got the fucking pantyhose on his face. He's rocking the mic. And he just puts a gun to this guy, robs him. The guy's like, you're going to regret this. He doesn't. He does say, you know I don't have any money on me. He's like, well, do your pants just have the mumps then? And that was a little throwback to uh, the Mac. Because the Mac, of course, was going to stuff his pants with so much money that looked like he had mumps. That was amazing because this movie came out a year before the Mac. It's so weird. Maybe Mac was playing homage to this then. So he takes the roll out. He's like, give me the other roll. He's like, you're going to regret this. And he's like, no, give me that roll. So this guy, guy had two rolls in his pocket. So Takes we, off. He's like, don't turn around. I'll shoot you. We get to see that the job went perfect. Yeah. No guns were a, shot. Just got the money. He got the mumps. It got it all. So we're going to go over to Scatter's place, and Priest is arriving there. And if you thought there was a lot of filler already, get loaded <laughs> for some more filler. Yeah, if you love the song Pusher Man, you're going to love this scene because we hear the entire song. The extended fucking mix, too. Yeah. We see Curtis Mayfield himself on stage. He's playing himself. They did this nice thing with the camera where they put it underneath him, and he looked down and sang right into it for a while there. And people are holding court. We see, like, everyone's Priest! This is where we meet KC, another character that there's no importance at all. To the that scene. was the guy with the hat and yeah, the he's teeth. a pimp. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And you know why he was? He actually gets credit. It says and introducing KC in the beginning credits. And you know why he's in this movie, Griff? Help me out. Because he owned the car. He was a pimp with the that, floodlights. Yes, he loaned him the car for this movie. So, this is guerrilla filmmaking. Oh, of course. So they're like, he's like, you can use, put me in the movie. You can use my car. I love these movies so much. I, I these days when you could just do this kind of shit. Oh man! Uh, and and while Casey like greets them, and then a bitch fight breaks out. One of his white hoe and his black hoe start fighting. He's like, "Let me take care of this." I don't even remember this. Yeah, it was a very brief scene. And then they go. They, then uh, uh, Eddie and uh, Priest they sit at a the table. They give a waitress a note. Send us a scatter. Scatter comes out in his chef Boyardee outfit. He's a he's a chef now. Okay, you're saying he's not a protege. He's an innovator, though. Yes, because he got robbed. Because 
This isn't the Scatter is his street name. This is fucking Black Caesar's dad. No way. The exact same actor playing. So, and we know when you know we know about we learned about Black Caesar's dad. He was a cook in the army. Yes, he invented the Black Caesar salad. Right, the original. Vinny stole it from him. Remember, right? And he added the dollop of mayo. Right, but Black but Scatter did. He still had the half. It actually, it's it's seventy five percent green, twenty five percent red cherry tomato on top. It's got to be that way. I don't know why, but he never would put mayo on his shit. That was Vinny's thing. But that's why I say he's an innovator and not a protege because okay. Vinny robbed him. Okay, that's interesting. I'm yeah. sorry, I was getting it mixed up. Murray, uh, we we've had a hard time explaining this history to everybody because we don't want to like. Uh, could we have racist uh, uh, listeners who won't listen to? It's now, true. now you want to go listen to fucking. It's true. Uh, we spelled this all out across the IMD pa- IMDb pages that we punch up because no one has the information we have. We're the greatest action uh, uh, investigative journalists of all time. The Space, greatest, the greatest action movie podcast of all time. Uh, yeah, it's, not it's debatable. So, I mean, we're we're filling all this information out, but people just don't want to seek it out because they don't want to do their own research. Right. So Scatter like goes, hey, come on in the back, uh, we'll go little talk, and then Priest rolls out his spiel, starts laying a heavy guilt trip on Scatter, and he's just like, right. I'm supposed to wash your car, I'm doing errands for you, and you're not going to do it, because Scatter's like, I left that shit behind, I'm a chef now, right? I'm right. starting over. I'm starting over. Everybody knows about John D. Hart, doesn't matter what era, his song is timeless. Yeah. And then, but th- then, Priest... Look, he, he does a look man on. Like, look man, and that you take note when someone says look man, and she's like, I want to get out of this life. I want to be like you, right? And you think that's gonna punch right through this cr- cookie crunch exterior of scatter? It does not. He's just like, I don't even know where to start to find you. Thirty keys. Because that was their fun way of yeah. saying kilos, yeah. 30 keys. That's I loved you, it. That's what you still, That's what everybody says. That was Miami oh. Vice. He always said keys. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. cool. Okay. So he's like, I don't even know where to get you 30 keys. And that's when Eddie finally jumps in. He's like, I've had enough of this. Look, man, I've had enough of this shit. And he's getting up right on Scatter. And Scatter's like, who's this? Fucking asshole getting up right. on my so saying look man to me. Scatter pulls out his fucking his fucking little d- d- <laughs> Dick Derringer. He yeah. pulls it out. He like undoes Willy dynamite style. Yeah. yeah, he undoes his skivvies and gets his little Derringer and he's holding it between his thumb and his index and he's just uh, uh do we need to get fresh in here? Do I need to crack some pepper up in here? That's I uh, never mind. And he's like, yeah, it's cool, man, it's cool, it's cool. And then Priest like goes like, look, man. Can you just do this for me? I'm, one I'm, last. I'm one last one. And then it plays on his heartstrings. It's like a son. And Priest like a son to him. So he's like, look, look, man. Very somber look, man. I'll look into it. But I, I have a key right now. I was holding on just in case. You know, you, everyone needs their key they hold on to. Exactly. I'm going to let you have that. And I'll see what I can do about the 30 key. I'll check my contacts. Yeah. And, and Priest like, that's all I can ask. So they're like... They go out into the club, just hanging out, having a good time. Yeah. They actually, like, so Eddie kind of walks them out, or no, uh, Priest walks them out. Eddie, like, you know, takes off, but they're laughing about the whole interaction and everything. He's like, what the fuck were you doing and getting up on scatter like that? He's like, I knew exactly what I was doing. He's putting in my palm. So uh, 
Priest sits by, asks, asks for a, um, a Cole Miller light, gets it. Uh, he had little interaction with KC. They just talked about hoes for a while just to give KC, like, the, get, that, get that car. They had to write a scene for KC and right, fill right. some time. He's sitting at his booth, and that's when, of course, uh, his New Jersey crew come yeah, back. Dealer and Freddie show up. And Freddie yeah. shows up with his wife. Yeah. And now we're getting a little backstory, like, He's a henpeck. He's his wife. She cucks him. She's literally hitting on Dealer in front of Freddie. And Freddie doesn't even notice it. He's so fucking dumb. She's like, I want what he's having. Right. And he's like, yeah, baby. And he's like, like, like want to try some of this Coke? He's like, ooh, I'll take your Coke. And Freddie's like, hey, boss, did I do good? He hands him the money. Priest's like, yeah, it's okay. You're all right now. Well, I, did you say Freddie? You, oh, yeah, Freddie Fat Man. Yeah. So, Fre- well, we have Eddie and then we have Freddie. So I got confused for a minute there. But he even says, like, Freddie, I think you did an excellent job, and I hated that I pushed you into that kind of territory. Oh, yeah. So he does a couple extra bills, and he goes to hand it to him, and the wife just takes it. It's like, wow, that's really nice of you. I'm going to go get me some Baskin-Robbins with that. A lot of Baskin-Robbins. Cut two. Priest in a bath with his lady, Georgia. His main squeeze, Georgia. Yeah. And... We talked about how, and she's like, well, he's like, he's like hitting a joint, and she's like, and then he looks at, she gives him that look, and he just, he throws a joint in the, the fucking bathtub. He's Why like, not? And she's just like, baby, it's just like, he's like, I know you don't like me doing drugs. She's like, I just, I want you to be clear headed. I will let me inside. I want to know what's going on inside that beautiful mane of hair. I could tell you what's going on inside. I got. Two hundred thousand dollars running through my mind at all times. I got pimps on. Wait, hoes on the street. I got my floodlights to worry about. I've got hair gels to worry about. I got petroleum jelly to worry about. No, he doesn't say any of that. He's saying that in his head because she gets frustrated and goes to bitch slap fucking priest. He said all that with his eyes. Yes. Okay. See. Well, you was, read it because you can read eyes. I was can. distracted because I was doing my notes, so I thought he actually said that verbally. I read his eyes. Oh. You're right. I'm sorry. Because she goes to slap him, and he catches it. Yeah. Because like, nobody slaps the priest. There's something about agility that turns a woman on, though. I can tell you this for a fact because I've, I've told you about all my troubles going to concerts for early 2000s bands. People try to choke me. People try to fight me. But when you catch their hand, they're, they want to fuck you. Uh, and we, we talked you, you let about, them know you're in charge. We talked about the shame of shitting in a fucking public bathroom. Don't have coitus in a public bathroom. It's not fun. Oh, never done that. Yeah, I've never done that either. Yeah. It sounds horrible. Yeah. It sounds, yeah. It doesn't sound... No. It, it seems like it leave you feeling dirtier than ever. Especially in the bathrooms we're talking about. Oh, my God, yeah. So, the turn, like I said, it turns around. So, all right. I'm glad you brought up John DeHart because even though this soundtrack is a great soundtrack by Curtis Mayfield, when there's a love scene, you go to DeHart. So just for this one scene, because Curtis was like, look, I can write about pushing and fucking super flying and all that shit, but I'm having trouble writing this fucking sex scene, the music you want. I got a guy named John DeHart I know who writes the sexiest fucking sex songs. So they went out, called in John, John I can do that for you, brother. I know. What's the scene? Are they in a bathtub? I've done that before. And then we just get this sweet John DeHart song. We've heard it before on Get Tab. He used it in his bathtub scene. It was so good. It's actually called Sex in the Tub. Let's hear a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. 
What shall we drink to? Starting over. What uh, new beginnings? Let's hope they never end. Sounds good to me. Why did I ever let you slip away? Start over, you fool. It's easy to do. Don't let an ending get a hold of you. Walk towards the future and out of the past and remember the good things in life. You know that sometimes last. So we're talking about meandering scenes. We get an extended cake grabbing scene. He's just fondling her butt cheeks for like five minutes in this scene. It had, this had to be the most awful scene to film because you know they're sitting in like cold water for hours. Hours, yeah, for sure. All right, so now we're gonna go through a, a couple different quick cuts here. We got. Police arriving to break up a street fight. Apparently, Freddy was involved with this yes, fight. Yes, Freddy's beating the shit out of a crackhead. I didn't recognize that. And then second time through, I realized he was saying, why are we beating the shit out of some guy? And he's like, because he touched my wife. And so I was like, okay, I get that. So they arrest Freddy. While that's going on, Priest is getting his katas in. Oh, yeah. Because we need, we need to fill some fucking time. <laughs> this is a bare bones as fuck script. So you're thinking at first, because the You've other- You've done TV shows that have more complicated scripts. In this movie. That's right. Kojak definitely did it. Yeah. Um, so it's like in this scene, you're looking at it, and you think he's just training. You think he just respects the game, like Jonah Hill style. You know, He just respects it and is very happy to finally do that and not be shamed. No, he's the fucking master, even though the guy he's sparring with is like fucking ripped as shit, has agility for days. No, it's Priest who's the goddamn king of this dojo. So he flips him over. Student becomes times. the master. Yeah. Anyways, cut back to Fat Man. The fucking cops are leaning on him like, look, we don't give a fuck about you, you piece of shit. Give up your boss and we'll cut you loose. We don't even want to do the paperwork for you. And he's like, Freddy's like, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. And he's like, oh, I'll do it. Yeah. And he immediately, well, he's like, bro- Freddy's actually a big guy. He's crying like a bitch. They brought in the the, the fucking eight ounce can of Sprite Zero. And that's his, that's his kryptonite. Him and Jim Cornette. That's all it takes to fucking... Sell out your boy, a guy who would kill you. Guy's listen, like a guy who just said a day before, I'll put your wife out on the street if you don't make my money. Yes, but listen, you also listen to Jim Cornette, and he always talks about those coke, uh, those fucking tiny cans of Sprite Zero. So clearly, they have some kind of power over the people who drink he, them. But he hates them. He wants the big full cans. Huh? No, he likes the small cans. No, he hates them. He says, "I when I, I got it, he hates the bottles." But he, he likes ha- the can. No, he likes a normal size can. Because no, who the fuck wants a half can of anything? It's not a half can. It's a third of a can. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's even worse. It's actually a quarter of a can because it's only four ounces less. It's like a fucking shot. Who the fuck wants that? I don't know. Who made that? Fuck you, Sprite. So Freddy rats him out immediately. And... They they're, let him go. They're like, they're, they're well, like, they're gonna take. I, I thought they were gonna take him somewhere else. No, you know what happened was the cop is like, book this piece of shit. He yeah. like totally fucked him over. But they were gonna take him somewhere else. And take was, him to jail. Yeah, yeah. Cause so, so they were walking him outside, and Freddie decides to run into the road where he yeah. gets hit. Yeah, I, isn't this the only death in the whole movie? I don't think anyone be. gets shot in this. Yeah, I movie. think you're right. It is. Truck, so, tr- truck Turner, by the way, was driving the truck that hit him. <laughs> 
Freddy's dead. Freddy's dead. Never again will he hold my hand. Hold his wife's hand? No, his wife's holding my hand because she's a bitch. <laughs> so while that's going on, we get an extended extended scene of Priest with Georgia. She's got a nice full-length mink on, the mink Russian hat on, walking through the park. He's telling his plan. He's wearing his finest green skull jacket with this <laughs> nice Copenhagen trucker hat. And he's like, I'm finally going to get out. You know, and he, he's like Goldie telling Diane his dreams. Right. And she's buying into it. She's like, yeah, we can do this. I'm proud of you, priest. So we just kind of cut to that night. We have a nice park stroll in the afternoon. Now we're going to like a street stroll at night. We got priest and Eddie walking down the street. When suddenly, I'm pretty sure this is one of the guys we saw interrogating. Yes, it was Fat the main. Man. It was the main. It was I don't know what his name was. He was just the main guy, main interrogator. They did a good job of making me confuse all the white people in this movie. They all look the same. And Murray, we've had such a fucking hard time, and we're gonna have another fucking hard time with one of the good ones this week. Yeah. This has not been the week for one of the good ones because white people. This I told you, this is a real. This is this is the real month. There right. are no good white people in exactly. the world. Exactly. This is no green book, everybody. Because, there is, there well, is no Vigo Mortensen to save the fucking I'm day. I'm glad you brought me back to that because it's very poignant, the scene that we put earlier, just a minute ago, with Georgia. Because he's like, I, this is the life I had to fucking take. I don't want to be a fucking dealer. But like, and this is this says a lot about America. He's like, I got in trouble as a kid, and for the rest of my life, I'm an ex-con. I yeah. could never, this is, I was forced into this job i don't want to be this shit and you know he's just laying the truth out on her he's just like this is the system we live in if you're an ex-con you're an ex-con for the rest of your life there's no forgiveness or rehabilitation right stretch that a little bit further we love fucking arresting people for absolutely everything and anything and then the only job you can get is like dishwasher bus and even that is shit. hard to get because so many so many places that will hire people are corporations and they're like we have a zero tolerance policy and we can't hire a person with a prior history so you can't get a job here and then they turn around and go why can't we hire anybody Self-inflicted wounds. Everything about this country, fucking stupid. So he's like, yeah, I like, I'm going to get out. I'm going to take this million. We're going to, I don't know, go to Europe. Let's go somewhere. And we're going to start starting over. And so, yeah. So now these, these fucking racist cops are trying to fuck his plan up. They're leaning on him. Right. And they're like, look, man. It was the weakest look, man, I've ever heard. It is. It, 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 look, man. Look, man. We know you got some big score happening, and we want our cut. And Eddie's just kind of like Eddie's. Like I said, Eddie's. Well, they're playing it cool, but then it's he drops the name Scatter, and they start revealing like their hand a little bit at a time. And so when they drop Scatter, it's like, oh, that's what convinces Eddie is the fact that they because Eddie had told them, I can't let you through to my contact. So when these guys pressed them and brought up. Scatter's name, they're like, this must be Eddie's guy. Yeah. And or like, Scatter's guy. Right. And they're like, Scatter's out, so you guys can come in. You can be yeah. our new guy. Exactly. And Eddie's, like like I said, Eddie's the only pragmatic character in this. He's like, I'm down with it. And like, Priest's like, what, what about our fucking plan? We're going to get out. He's like, look, man, that was your plan. I'm cool with this shit. I don't want to get the fuck out. We can make more than a million dollars. We, and we won't have the cops bothering us now because we got, I got, we got our our inside man. I don't know if they knew they were cops right no, away. No, yeah, they knew. They knew because he was like, we won't have to worry about cops hassling us anymore. Okay, I didn't know he said that immediately. I, yeah. I just 
Yeah, so there's there's a lot of this going on. Like, look, you you wanted to get out in four months. We can do this for two years and go home with two million dollars, three million dollars. Who knows? This guy's the fucking limit so here. So this is this is where you got to use when you have a limited budget. You got to use your imagination because we get a four month dealing montage, pictures Before only. Before we even get to right. that, we do have to bring up that there is a moment where Priest is just like, I don't know if I can do this, and Eddie says, Look. Man, what do you think this life has in store for you? What are you going to do outside of hustling? You remember this conversation? It was very intense. Because he's like, you think you're just going to go out there? You think you're going to be the next Finney's? You think you're going to be the next Scatter? What are you going to do? You're going to be the next Willie Dynamite? No. Hustling is all you have. I've seen you hustle. You can fucking hustle. You're the Calvin Johns of hustling. Calvin Johns? Do the hustle. Dun, 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 dun. And he did it, and it was great. Okay. And he was right. All right. So you get a dealer montage. And when you have a limited budget, all this is very creative. We just get photos of people processing the drug, cutting it. Trucker Snow- guy with his <laughs> fucking big. He, he, he's a good candidate for one of the good ones. You know what? He is my good one. Yeah. Now that I bring it up, he's my good one. Const- he's-, he's a construction guy. He's yep. a construction at... And a giant fucking uh, Hugh Hefner pipe hanging out of yep. his mouth. And he takes it home to his wife, and they're having a good time getting high off this coke. Everyone's having a great time. We see, oh, I, I, was this supposed to be a gay couple? Because there's like a businessman dude and this really like like guy looking in a mirror at himself. He's this young guy. I think they're supposed to be a gay couple. You, you study this. Yes. I did not. Because <laughs> it was so ridiculous. There's like this. He, I'm sorry, he looked like a flamingly gay guy staring at himself in a mirror. And there's this older guy who's like a business guy who just bought the Coke. And he's bringing it to this guy. And they're having a good old time, like, doing Coke. I think they're a gay couple. I think this is – but this is what brings people together, Coke. We're just seeing, like, it brings whites and blacks together with the construction guy. you think he'd be a total racist because he's a construction guy. This should have been the Pepsi commercial. They did the Pepsi yeah. commercial years ago when the BLM movement was going on, and they were like, oh, my God, it's ruining everything, and, and the world's fine. <laughs> and so what they should have been doing instead of handing a Pepsi over is handing a little bump of Coke off, maybe like a little crucifix around uh, Kylie Jenner's uh, necklace there. She yeah. just should have given <laughs> – I'm sure she has that and does that. Oh, my God, yeah. So she put her – should have given a cop a bump and then you know somebody else at the riots quote unquote riots a bump and solved so like I said it's literally just we're seeing pictures we're not seeing any movement yeah. because they probably ran out of film and they were like hey let's buy a camera and just make some pictures and, good filler it's good and, filler. and it's even better because we get pusher man for the 12th time in this it's song it's a really good yeah. song anyways we're going back Eddie and Priest are sitting down at this nice little establishment. This is what I miss, walking to a nice little establishment. They're waiting. Like I guess they got. They finally found a, a, a people they can unload the le- less whatever's left of their coke. Yeah, because they're like because it's like three months, four weeks, or three months, three weeks, four days. Oh, okay. So they're just finishing yeah. out their. Okay, yeah, that they're makes finishing sense. out that four months. Before that can happen, though, some Black Panther type guys show up. Alinga comes in, and he's like, "Look, man." You need to, much like in the Mac, the backstory of the making of the Mac, they're like, we need our little donation. We need a little taste of this shit. The the working title of this movie was Look Man. <laughs> it was. It's like, we need, uh, the, the, that Curtis Mayfield song, Look Man, it's great. Yeah, exactly. And like, we want to taste it. And like, Priest's like, fuck you. Let me, it's like, how about this? When you guys are actually ready to do some shit, 
give me a call, and I'll be right there in the front kicking in some crackers' heads and having a good old time. But until then, make hit the bricks, motherfuckers. And they do. They excuse themselves. They loudly screech their chairs back, and then they drop a hard N-word on them, and it's just like, oh, man. And then for some reason, for more filler, we literally watch them walk down the <laughs> sidewalk together, the three Black Panther-type uh, figures, for about four minutes. We just watch them walk down the sidewalk. Right. But we had a great Curtis Mayfield song playing in the background. And so, so it all works. It. Yeah. And now the real connection. So connection. was this really a movie or is it more of like a music video for Curtis Mayfield? <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was an early It was the video. original R. Kelly's Trapped in the Closet. Yes, it was. <laughs> and so the, the, the real context they're waiting for to finally show up. <laughs> I love this scene. How much? How much money are we looking at? Priest just puts his hands like like this, like twelve like inches, like he's grabbing the greatest cakes of all time. And he's like about that much. Yeah. And I don't even. I'm not. I can't even adjust that for inflation. It's it's even. It's Griff. It's this big. I know. I'm holding my hands twice as far I know. apart. As Auditory Priest reasons. Was. This does not make sense yeah. because no one knows your shoulder width and everything. <laughs> yeah. It's beyond your shoulder yeah. width by at least shoulders. eight inches. Yeah. Yeah. And so they're like, we like that. It's a deal. So now Priest is finally getting ready to just get out. This is the kind of deal that we need to be making. We keep everyone comes to us and they want to talk figures. We want to talk figures. <laughs> you know, we want to just use gestures. <laughs> and then when it comes to the paper, it's like, oh no, you guys are undercutting us by forty-five billion. It's a cut to Priest. <laughs> He's gonna have one last roll in the hay with his white bitch. There, I guess maybe they got done fucking. I think he's not even wearing a shirt. He's got it unbuttoned. He's got the hair back. He's got the mustache. He's just relaxing it back out because, you know, after after whatever was happening there, you got to relax your mustache again. He's fucking taking some more bumps off his cross. Oh, of course. And he's going for the bubbly. And Cynthia's like, hey, my friends, they want to buy a pound of Coke off of you. And he's like, bitch, I only use metric. What are you talking about? You're confusing me. <laughs> Kilos, not, keys. But not only that, he's like, you're not even one of my dealers. But you're my best fucking dealer. Because she's just constantly coming to right. him with people that Because want. she's obviously some rich white bitch, you know, and she's slumming with she's priests. She's a rich girl. Right, That's exactly. what the song's about. Yeah, yeah she's, she's slumming with priests because he's, he's her connection. And he's he's like, like, yeah, I'm done with this shit. Is know? there any more fiction-based songs anymore? Because that's what all, like I just said, Rich Girl is based on this, you know, Superfly's bitch girl, uh, or white girl, you know. Uh, Cynthia. I, I, there's, she has I don't a name. Think the bitch has a name, Cynthia. Excuse me, I'm sorry. The bitch does have a name in Ryan. And so, as much She's as I like uh, Construction Guy with the Pipe, I think Cynthia, I think I think what we're learning is that the only white person, or a black person can really trust is their white bitch from these movies. Can we? Because he tells her. He confided in, uh, was it Georgia, about how he yeah. wanted to get out, and she was supportive. He confides in Cynthia, and Cynthia's like, what? No. It's it's degrees, Griff. It's a spectrum. No. I'm not saying she is a good person. I'm saying in the in this world, your white bitch is probably the only person you can depend on. Look, man. She look man's him. Wow. You can't you're not supposed to be able to do that as a female. No, you no. But she does it and she looks him straight in the eye. She grabs his face and looks him in the eye. You've got it all. Eight track, uh fucking speed Cheeto machine. 
You've got the fucking vinyls. Jukebox. Jukebox. <laughs> you got the Fonz leather. Kiss pinball machine. Kiss pinball machine. You've got it all. Atari, oh. 2600. Oh. Commodore. Commodore, 64. Oh. You've got it all. What do you mean you're going to give up hustling? Everything I see in you is a hustler. Apparently, everybody knows he's going to beat Cynthia because Scatter is down at the uh, in the lobby like, hey, I need to talk to fucking Priest. And Cynthia's like, hey, this guy named Scatter wants to talk to you. He's coming up. Yeah. So Scatter shows up. He's, he's ready to leave town. He's got his fucking leather coat on. He's like, shit's going down. I'm on the fuck out of here. I thought I could get my shit together. I thought I could start the Black Caesar salad. <sighs> you know, but Big Vinny's is like leaning on me. I got to get the fuck out of here. Man, Vinny's has a darker history than I thought. Yeah, it does. It really does. It's scary. I don't, I, I'm scared of that. And he's just like, yeah, he's just, like, he's just babbling about shit. He's like, he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, I thought I could trust that fucking cracker. And he's like, he was a rookie cop when this shit started. And, I, and, and he's like, priest, like, what the fuck? He's like, I need some money, priest. He's like, priest, like, look, look, man, I can get you 20, 20K. But you got to give me some time, man. Like, I don't have time. I got to get the fuck out of here. Okay, okay, okay. I got 200 bucks in my pocket right here. I'll meet you at the east side terminal. I'll give you the 20K. And, of course, uh, Scatter's super appreciative. He's like, I got all this info on him. I need you to take it now. And so he pulls it out. He's like, his motherfucking name is Reardon. Reardon? Yeah, Reardon. Reardon. And so this was not the cop I thought it was. No, I got the I, name I right. It, yeah, I thought it was the guy that was leaning on him in the yes. earlier with Eddie and exactly. Yeah, it's no, a different guy. Different guy. But he gets pictures, address, family, email, a, AOL uh, instant messenger name. He gets his fucking. This is what I don't understand. He's holding on to this. Like, why don't you use it, Scatter? Right. I don't know. Call of Duty handle. Uh, he's got his oh. fucking uh, his AOL password. He's got the AOL password. He's got he's got his he's got he he's got his he, Wi Fi. He's got his Wi Fi password. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a look woman. So he's like, he gives him that shit, and then he leaves. And as soon as he gets out the building, the cops grab him, and they take him under the bridge. And what are you doing under the bridge? Uh, I don't know. Let's cue in some red hot chili peppers. You shoot heroin. Yeah, let's not cue in some chili. No, we're not going to do wanna, that. We don't want to make you guys suffer anymore. Yeah. And we've yeah, already hit, they copy, just, they we've hit copyright did, so hard so, already. So they did a, and it was, I guess it's the nicest way to kill somebody because he's smiling as he's dying. That's true. Yeah. Joker would appreciate that. This wasn't that. battery acid. This was some sweet H. Yeah. Battery acid? Oh, yeah, that was last week. And that's the end of Scatter. Scatter gets scattered. Scatter is ashes. So Priest is ready to get the fuck out. He's got his money. He's got so his... did he know already about Scatter at this point, or does he learn it when he goes to the cafe? I don't think he knows. Because I was so confused about this He's scene. just worrying about himself right now. That's maybe, what I maybe, what, Well, this is the thing. This is where we could have had a scene where we show him roll up to where they're supposed to meet and Scatter's not there. Yes. But no, we don't have that scene. We have and, more walking. And even this scene is very confusing because Priest prepares yeah. himself you see him get his derringer out he's holding it with the thumb and the index and he puts it down into the skivvies yeah. because that's where you keep your holster that's where i keep my holster that's where you of course keep you keep your ornamental uh, little dollhouse chair there uh -huh. to you know really uh -huh. accentuate your crotchal region right right wrong right right wrong wait what 
Right, right, wrong? Is that what you said there? Right, no, I don't know what you said. Well, you told us about how you like to stuff your pants with a little no, I don't, I don't, I don't chair. Stuff my pants. It's when you're getting ready to fuck, then you pull out the doll furniture. And <laughs> Wait, go, when you're getting ready what? to fuck? Yeah, because it. You, if, if no one's seeing my dick, why do I need to like uh, do the forced perspective? <laughs> what do you? You're, it makes no sense what you're saying. Why would I put doll furniture in my pants? That is fucking stupid. I thought that's how you strut. No, that's so fucking dumb. You do it when you're ready to fuck <laughs> because you want to make because it's it's about, it's about forced perspective. Like go now, I'm not even gonna go into this. Go li- what was the episode? Go listen to the <laughs> Willie Dynamite episode if you want to know what we're talking about. Because I'm not gi- we're not giving you free advice. Back to this. So priest, yeah, he goes over. To, he goes to Vinny's. So this is why we know. So we see some mafia type guys sitting out there. They're, this is Vinny's diner, by the way. Yeah. So this is his morning establishment. It's not the nighttime establishment. No. You don't get the nacho cheese here. No. Yeah. And but they are chewing on some uh, some tortillas. Of course. And priest goes in. And we don't hear anything. We just see him like they're literally just in some. They probably. This is probably they probably didn't even tell the restaurant they're filming. They were just outside yeah. filming, and so we don't hear the conversation. It, it, it explains why there's no audio for the conversation because right. they didn't have rights to film yeah. it. So we just had more curse. We hear a pusher man for the twentieth time. Yeah, and so we see him handing over an envelope full of money. The guy smells it. He's like, "That's not that's that's the right amount." Something we've learned from doing these '70s movies recently is that there's a lot of people who can count money just by flipping it through their uh, you know their fingers and smelling it, which yeah. is incredible. I didn't yeah. realize the human brain nose system had yeah. that kind of conjunction uh, working together. You know, yeah. it's amazing. And he hands over the Reardon info to this guy, and they they shake hands, and then they leave. So we're like, okay. All right, so Priest is going to go, of course, have a meeting with Eddie, his number one guy. He's got to have a meeting with Eddie. And he's got to tell him, like, he walks in the door, and Eddie immediately, he's working his his fucking uh, record player and everything. Getting the right calibration, the treble and the bass. Yeah, exactly. He just read the the issue of Playboy where they tell you how to get the perfect hi-fi stereo. Right, he's all about the Playboy hi-fi stereo. Where do you think he got it from? Why do you think he has the balcony? He actually has two balconies in his apartment. Right. And he said, I need this. You heard playmates love balconies. That's exactly right. And they do. I got news for you. They do. They do. We're just at a one-level house, but we have balconies all around this house. Yeah. Kayla's a fan of it. So That's what sealed the that's deal. What, that's what works. You well, were like, you brought her over, and you're like, would you like to see my balcony? That's right. And then the panties dropped. <laughs> Please. So, with the word. Oh, shut up. So, Eddie's like, I'm not out, motherfucker. I'm in even deeper. Look, man, I'm all about this shit. I love what's going on. Well, Murray, we, we got to bring up the fact that Eddie immediately says, oh, Scatter OD'd himself. And Priest is like, no, we fucking didn't. You know he didn't. So this is very much in play today where it's just like all of our right-wing fucking crazy conservative types, they're willing to, to bite the bullet to get the money for to, to push shit to the right-wing people. That's what Eddie's doing here. Yeah. He's just like, I don't give a fuck. They're paying me. I'll, I'm more than willing to pretend that uh, Scatter killed himself to keep getting paid every ta- every day on time. I don't have to go fucking push uh, Fat Man Freddy. Like, I don't have to do anything. This paycheck comes on time every day under the door. They get with, a paycheck? Yeah. Wow. With a whisper a in the envelope telling Care- him, we care for you. It's a careful whisper. It is a careful <laughs> 
So Priest is like pulls a gun on him. He's like, well, I want my fucking cut, all right? Because I'm getting the fuck out. He's like, cool, it's cool, baby. I'll do because we we learned we, we said earlier Eddie always holds the money. So they go to he's got a little uh, safe in his his, uh, his closet. Yeah, teeny pulls, tiny safe. Pulls out, the, but he had a million dollars in it. Pulls it out. Fucking Priest has got his Kinjitashi case ready, putting it in, and then he leaves. And as soon as he leaves, Eddie gets right on the horn. Calls up his fucking connections, and it's like Priest knows this is gonna happen. So I, he'd even wait for, he'd even try to call the elevator and go back. He's just listening in and hearing Eddie call it in. Eddie immediately calls it in. He's a total stooge uh, now. Right, that's right, that's right. He calls up Reardon. He's like, look, he just left with his money. If you want to take care of him, so but and he he knew he well obviously Eddie just told him earlier he was he was thinking about this plan. Right. So he's in the elevator. And then a bag lady comes in, very familiar looking bag lady, but and she has a bag with another Kinjitashi case, mm-hmm. and they switch them, the old switcheroo. So we saw what was in the other Kinjitashi case, right. fucking dick pump, dick pump. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's so that's really that's it's got it's got the Magnificent Seven. Yeah. Oh shit. Well, we haven't talked about the Magnificent Seven yeah. in a very long Death time. Wish Three. Look into that episode. Yeah, that's right. This is a very teaser episode. I'm not giving you any shit up. One of these days, three. we're gonna fall ill, and I'm gonna have to compose a commercial only episode and just push that out because we didn't get a chance. We're going on four years, and we have not missed the weekend. Um, we did during the first month of COVID. But then we had material to yeah, put out. Yeah, we did. I, we think, we, I think we went one week without anything. Just one. I don't think so. And we... No, remember our second episode, which, our which, sec- which, our you're, s- which you're never going to hear. Our second episode... Like, you'll know. Let, let's put it this way: you'll know we're done with this show when the kin. The, when the uh, <laughs> kin, I can't remember what's it called. Kinjite episode the for, comes the on. Forbidden subject. Yeah, when the Kinjite episode, you see that up on the SoundCloud. We're done. We're. Never I don't even know back. if I. Ha- I. Yeah. It might still be on here. I haven't looked into it, okay. and I'm terrified of listening to the, that first year of us recording. So. So yeah, so you know we're done. But uh, where was I? I'm, I'm confused. What were we talking about? What were we talking about? Okay, switching briefcases. Switching briefcases. So then he walks out to the car. Priest. Priest. And we see, and it's like, oh, it's Georgia. She's the bag. She's in on it. Yeah. So she's walking away with the money, the, the Kinjitashi case full of money. Meanwhile, Priest is getting, uh, of course, accosted by the police, and they're the, feeling him up. They're Frisco. going into his pants. Or is that a Derringer in your pants? Or is that your penis? And he's like, well, that's a little both you got there, officer. And then they're like, hey, we got the Kinjitashi case. Let's take him. So they put him in the car. We get a nice call over. And we're seeing the cop who interrogated Freddie earlier. And he's right. like, I'm going to get my guys there. They're going to take him where I need him to go. And where do they need to Where do you go? Where do you go? Everybody, do not listen to Ben Shapiro. Do not ever buy a house on the fucking docks. They go to the goddamn docks, Murray. Yeah, that's where all crime happens. That's why. Why do I have, like, even I'm like, I kind of want to get a little place at the docks. What is the appeal? What if we start recording at the docks? I won't. We'd be shot live on podcast. What? <laughs> I'd say if we try to do that, we get uh, shot. Yeah. Well, I almost got shot today. So. You almost got shot today. So, yeah, they take him to the docks, and this is where we finally meet Reardon. Yeah. Played by the guy who produced the movie. They they, they were oh, so nice. like, cheap. They he were looks like, like an expensive white dude, so it works. Yeah. And he was like, 
Priest, I thought you'd be the best dealer I have. He's trying to talk him into it. It's like the cops were trying to talk Goldie into it. He's like, yeah. Fat Man was trying to talk Goldie into it. He's like, you're the best. You could sell a pop, uh, ketchup popsicle to a white woman in white gloves. You could have been a contender. And this is where I'm like, Eddie is like so right. Priest, even in this scene, he wants to get out. Takes a couple toots of a fucking coke. Like, he <laughs> excuse would... me, a couple. What was that? Increment toots. toots. Yeah, that's a, that's a phrase. It is. Yeah. And, and I, so it's like Eddie is so right. He's gonna be broke in like six months. He, he goes through this million dollars in six months. Yes. So Priest is totally delusional about this plan he has, which most people when they're high, their plans are usually delusional. Yeah. And so we, of course, what do you do when you got a fucking whitey, a guy who's like maybe, maybe five foot two, trying to look you up and tell you you're a piece of shit, fucking takes those toots, and then he looks down at him, he goes, I ain't dealing with no fucking redneck cocksucking motherfucker. He uses a little bit more colorful language. We're not going to go there because we're evolved today. But we're not beyond talking about a a couple of white people getting their asses handed to him. Because we get to see the fucking karate come out. Right. Chekhov's gone. I won Final Jeopardy by knowing Chekhov's gone this week. Good for you. Thank you. Is it a Star Trek question? Uh, no, mm-hmm. I guess it's not involved. It was like some play in 1602. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah, he starts throwing people into cardboard boxes. It's great. This is every fucking action figure commercial I've ever seen, where they throw a perp into boxes. Right. Love it. Slow-mo. You get the fucking hair flowing. Oh, yeah. Takes care of all the goons, but not Reardon's got a gun, and he pulls it on him. And he's like, and then this is where uh, Priest pulls out his. Uh, he this, We talked about the reversal to a look man is a look man. Right. And the reversal to pulling a gun on somebody is I got your whole family fucked. Right. He's like. Your whole family with that. And so now we're going back to that scene. Those were hitmen that he was hiring at Vinny's. Yeah. And he's like, I hired a, a killer, a white killer. And Griff, we know nobody kills people better than white people. We get away. Think about it. Think of all the great serial killers in the world. They're all white. Gin, Ginty is what think, I was about to say. Bundy, Gacy. We know how to kill is what I'm trying to say. Hannibal Lecter. So that threat really hits Reardon hard. Yeah. Because he's like, shit, white killers? Yeah. They couldn't be white. White people wouldn't talk to you. You're talking to me. And that's what gets him to cower. And he starts dookieing himself. And he says dookie. And it's getting getting really ugly and smelly here. While that's going on, one of the goons pulls out the Kinja Tache case and opens it up. He's like, well, we got your money. Because they're trying to call his bluff. Right. Like, how are you going to pay these guys without your money? Open it up. It's just sex toys. Just Charles Bronson-themed sex toys. It's the Magnificent Seven. Check it out on Death Wish 3. I'm not going into it. And all I got to say is one word. Bronchlong. That's all. <laughs> so he's just like, I guess you're just going to go fuck yourself, motherfucker. Oh, my God. If people didn't know that was sex objects in there, that would not be the perfect yeah. fucking. We just dropped. We're Stunk gonna use a pog it. reference. We just dropped a slammer on that shit, and he just dropped a slammer on Reardon. He's getting. He's gonna get it in the Reardon, and he gets in his fucking Cadillac, drives off. We hear Superfly for the twenty fifth time, and that's it. Ninety minutes, man, Mister Jonathan. I didn't know this. I think I did know it, but I've never seen it. There's a sequel, Superfly TNT. Oh, really? Ron O'Neill directed it. Oh, good. Alex me. Haley wrote the script. You don't know that because you're a racist. Alex Haley wrote Roots. Oh, okay. 
That's crazy. Like every that. time I this look. This is like the most shoestring budget movie of all time. And then they did a sequel. It's like get Alex Haley to write for it. Well, that's that's the best shit, and then everyone wants to attach their money to it. Right. It's like Clerk started out as a five dollar movie, and uh, and then it became. Now they're going to do a fourth or third one. They don't need to do another. No, one. No, they don't need to do it. They don't really need to do the second no, one. No, they don't. Yeah. So that's it, people. The end of black exploitation history for another fourth annual one for another year. And of course, this does not mean we're not going to talk about the greatest black actors of all time. Oh, they yeah. pop up in our movies. Yeah. Sadly, not as much as we'd like them no, to. No, no. Uh, that's not- why that because that's why we do black exploitation history to let you people know about this shit. I mean, definitely one of the favorite phrases that passes around the circles is the taste of Steve James, which right. everybody. I mean, that's on everyone's tongue. Yeah. It's the taste of Steve James, after all. Right. Uh, I hope this month is black enough for you because next week we're going to talk about the whitest motherfucker to, to live on planet Earth. I'm Ooh. talking about Neil Breen. We're going back to oh, no, we're going Neil. back to Breen's world because March. You thought fucking Black PlayStation History Month was big. March is going to be our biggest month ever. This is going to be this is the celebration of us, Griff. Because yeah. every, everybody knows this is our Griff and I have the same birthday, so March is. Our month. Our month. And, and not only that, you were just talking about we've been doing this for almost four years. Our 200th episode falls in March Ooh. as well. And I'm working on a big guess for that. I'm not going to let anything go because it's not, it's not written in concrete yet. Yep. But if we pull this off, you're going to be impressed. And so we're going to start off slow with a little bit of Breen. All you Brainiacs yeah. out there. Slow with a little bit of Breen. Breen, a movie we talk about to this day. <laughs> but, that, but that shows you how great this month's going to be. I know. It's so amazing because one of the most lasting scenes ever. I can't not show this to people. <laughs> Whenever you're over, I get out my plate of spinach and just eat it in front of you like a turtle. This, his movies have such an impact. Yes, and you guys selected this movie because all 12 of you. Come on, guys. You can like when I put up a poll. Vote. Come on. Yeah. But everyone, can, everyone's we say it all the time about the podcast. Everyone's at Wembley, and they all unanimously vote on the same right. thing, so it counts as one vote right. instead of the one million votes we're right. supposed to get. So the movie you picked, Twisted Pair, which, Twisted. I, which I think is what's going on with Chris' balls right that now. Might be. I might have that <laughs> testicular torsion, or whatever yeah. they call it. Maybe we'll find out. Maybe. I'm gonna definitely record my conversation with my doctor. The last time, the last time I saw a doctor, I don't remember what was happening, but I told them about my LSD use, and they didn't know what to. They didn't know what to tell me. They were just like, "You wait, what? Why were you telling me about that?" Because it was my doctor. It's HIPAA violation. In fact, if anybody here tells anybody about my my use, that's a HIPAA violation, according to people. I don't know. Why did you feel like you had to tell him you you take acid? I don't know. I just did. <laughs> okay. It felt right. like it. I got you got to get Are you the, having flashbacks? You got to get to the roots of problems, Murray. No. Is it a problem? Huh? You got a lot of problems. I got a lot of problems. But a bitch ain't one. <laughs> so, next week <gasps> fuck and and NCAA. This is March Madness. Well, oh shit! March Madness is next month. Yeah, you're not allowed to. You're not allowed to bet. You haven't. You've been betting. Oh, I'm not betting on March no. Madness. No, that that shit's uh, uh, fragile. So next week, Neil Breen, Twisted Pair. See you there. Keep it warm.